everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like every episode, we've got a great show for you today because we always do. We have Michael Lee coming on, and he's, and he's done some great things. He's definitely rising, and we're looking forward to hearing parts of his story and then find out that you know he kind of lives not too far from us. Um, as everybody knows, we live in Savannah, Georgia. But anyway, Michael, are you here? Yes, sir, I'm here. How are you doing? Man, I'm blessed. Just hanging in, trying to <laughs> trying to uh, stay busy if I can, and you know, do my thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so through all this COVID, how's it affected you during this time? Dude, I have lost every single gig I had. I was booked. Yeah. I was booked solid through August, and uh, mm-hmm. lost lost all my gigs. I'm, I was going to be traveling out to Texas and. Had some stuff, um, you know, in uh, Louisiana. Then I, I was supposed to be flying in back home from Norway uh, on Monday. I was supposed to be over in Norway again. I go, I've been over oh, there twice, and uh, that that got canceled as well. So I was supposed to be in Norway doing a big country music festival they have over there uh, this weekend, and that got that got canned as well. So. But mm-hmm. I will say this, man. You know, we we haven't been getting to play, but we've been getting to go in the studio and record some new stuff, man. So I've uh, well, I've been good. pretty excited about that. Yeah, because it's it's like mixed emotions from different artists. You know, some artists we've chatted with that are like, I'll be honest, I ain't done nothing. And then there's other artists we're chatted with, and and they're like, I've got some of the best stuff I have written. In a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've definitely been getting to do some songwriting, and uh, we we cut we cut uh, seven new songs back in the first week of March, and just mm-hmm. be going back and forth, finishing up some touches on that, and um, it's it's going to be pretty cool, man. I'm I'm excited to pick up a new producer along the way, a guy named Dana Williams. Y'all, some of you guys may know who he is. He he actually is the bass player for Diamond Rio. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Dana. Yeah, Dana is. He's one of the founding members of Diamond <laughs> Rio and has been traveling with them guys, you know, their whole career. So pretty yeah. pretty awesome to have a Grand Ole Opry member uh, producing my new <laughs> stuff. So that's pretty cool. Well, that is great. So I always like to start with a little light before we really dig in. So tell us a little bit about, hobbies you like to do outside of music oh man just uh i would say one of my big hobbies is watching my kids in sports but all that got canceled mm-hmm. too <laughs> but uh <laughs> no nah, we uh man we do we do everything fishing uh-huh. stuff like that um mowing the grass I've, I've spent a lot of time mowing this year <laughs> uh, you know playing you know just stuff like that, family stuff, man. I've, I've really mm-hmm. been soaking in getting to be with my family a lot. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife, she's an RN. She's a registered nurse, and her work schedule's been kind of crazy. But uh, as far as uh, everything else, we're all healthy and uh, staying busy around the house, man. It's been, for me, it's been kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, I, like I said, I lost all my gigs, <laughs> but, man, I've got to spend a lot mm-hmm. of time at home with my kids and, do some things that honestly I wouldn't have got to do if I hadn't have been at home. Yeah. And see, my wife and I, we've been a 24 seven couple since the day we married 17 years ago. So 
Wow. <laughs> you know, you're experiencing what we've experienced all our life or all our marriage. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I can say, <laughs> man. My wife is definitely uh, she's my best friend, so I don't mind spending time that's with her. That's awesome. And, you know, that's what's sad. You know, you, you watch a lot of these celebrities right now. You think that they got a solid relationship. Of course, that's what they portray. And, right. um And, and, they, and you get locked up in this quarantine, and, next, and you start hearing, oh, this person's divorced, and that person's divorced, and this person's divorced. Yeah, and, sure. and, I'm sitting there, right. and I'm sitting there like, I don't get it. Because, you know, again, they're just living what we have lived for 17 years, basically quarantined right. together. But, but yeah. they're not given a ch- – I think a lot of people are not given it a chance because, if, you know, when you work 60, 70, 80 hours a week apart from each other, it's going to take uh, getting used to when you when all of a sudden you're thrown in, in together. You're not yes, you're, right. you're not going to get along at first a lot of times. I know and you did, which is great, but not everybody's going to be able to do that. And I think right. a lot of these couples, if they would just get to know each other again, I think they mm-hmm. wouldn't be going through divorce because I think that's the problem is is they've spent so much time apart they no longer know each other. Right. Well, it's like I told my wife, she couldn't run me off if she tried to. Uh, I know where my bread's buttered, brother. I got a good one. Yeah. I got a, uh, a great, my wife's a great person. She's a great person, and she's also a, an incredible mother. And, um, man, she uh, I would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for her. She she helped yeah. keep me grounded. She uh, When I was years ago, when I was getting a little mm. crazy and wild, you know, I tell everybody, um, she did a lot of praying for me, man. And uh there's one thing I'm proof mm-hmm. of, you can't run out outrun somebody's prayers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I you know, I get you. I'm the, I'm not proof I went through nineteen years of addictions until God healed me five yeah. years ago. I mean twelve years ago. Um but the first right. five years of our marriage was really hell on my life because of the addictions. Yep. But you know, she never put me down, she never dragged me down, she never done any of that. She always uplifted me. And sometimes, you know, when we right. tell our story, people are like, you know, she allowed you to walk over her. But I always have to correct them, no, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. If it weren't for Man, that that's awesome. I probably would be dead by now and all that. So she I mm-hmm. really feel like God used her to save my life. Man, I am 100% in agreement with you on that, brother. Me and you need to sit down and have a diet coke and talk. I get that. I'll buy you a diet coke one day and we'll talk about that. And Sandy is online, so you're here, right, Sandy? Oh. Yes, I'm on okay. here now. Hi. Hey, how are you, Sandy? I bet you and my oh, wife Julie can have some great conversations. Oh, yes, sounds like we could. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, tell us, tell everybody a little bit about where where you're from and a brief overview of you so people can get to know. Because I like to get to know not just the music but the person. Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, music's been in my life my whole life. Um, I'm from a little mm-hmm. town called Somerville, Georgia. Um, it's about 25 miles north of uh, northwest of Rome, Georgia about 35 miles south of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and about 30 miles east of Fort Payne, Alabama. Well, I live right up in the tri-state area of Georgia, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and uh, grew up there my whole life. Um, everybody in my family on my dad's side played music. Um, 
Oh, wow. My granddad and his, his brothers, my great uncles, they had a country band in the 60s and 70s, and they they had a lot of cool opportunities. And so as yeah. family get-togethers, as guitars and bass and all kind of stuff out, no matter where we was at, somebody was picking and singing, and it just kind of fell in my lap, too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. my mom, my mom and dad had a group and when I was growing up in church, and they traveled around and sang with a group. And uh, so I've, I've been I've been inside that vein for a little while. My, I tell everybody my granddaddy on my dad's side, I always thought he was George Jones anyway, so we had that traditional <laughs> country sound. And then uh, my mom and dad were children of the 70s, so they were in that southern rock in that rock era. And then uh, – mm-hmm. Southern gospel, stuff like country gospel, the, the Hanson yeah. people like that. I grew up around that kind of stuff, and that that mm-hmm. kind of molded me into the musician I am. But man, just you know, average kid in school, man, baseball, football, uh, <laughs> hanging out with friends. Yeah. I worked as a bag boy in high school, and then started actually singing nightclubs when I was seventeen years old. So it's always kind of been mm-hmm. been there for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I wasn't old enough to get in these places, like... but they let my dad bring me the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what age did you get in the mirror, basically, and say, you know what, this could be a career for me? Um, man, I'm going to say I started trying to sing and wanted to learn how to do it around 14. But, man, when I was mm-hmm. 17 years old, I got in the clubs and started singing, and people were hiring me. And I tell everybody um, – <laughs> When you mm-hmm. offer a 17-year-old that kid a 100, 150 bucks a night to come sing, that's pretty mm-hmm. enticing. And, and you're thinking then, hey, man, this is this is a lot easier than bagging groceries and stocking shelves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did you know how much work goes behind it, though, uh, at that time. <laughs> oh, man, exactly. <laughs> then, you, then you start doing it for a living, and you're like, man, it's phone calls here, driving all night to get to somewhere, and then, Doing your show, getting about three or four hours sleep, and driving home. You know, so. And you know, this is a perfect lead-in to. And this perfect lead-in to a segment that I I like to bring in where the we go on the opposite side. You know, a lot of times we go to the highs, which we will get there, but I always right. like to go to the low side, the sacrifice. You know, because everybody sees the glory of the artist, but they don't see the grind, the right. sacrifices of what it really right. takes. And I think that a lot of times friends and family misunderstand an artist because they're not at everything. So I'm going to tell a small story that will help lead us into where I want this part to go. But we, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls back in 2014. And one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? Her words were, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because once you want it to be a career, you have to be different. Everything has to be different. Right. She goes, yes, it's your pa- oh, still yeah. your passion, but now it's your job. She goes, we can't go to um, birthdays. We can't go to holidays. You know, and then she said, in fact, holidays and weekends where we make our most money, and that's when friends and family try to yeah. invite us to their stuff, but we can't do that. We have to say no so much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole she goes. Even though her and her daughter were the front people, she goes. My her whole family had to sacrifice to help build them up. She says, and yep. she goes. You could have a bad day today, but if you got a gig tonight, 
guess what? You got to smile like you had a great day today because those people are wanting the best of you. So it says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Yep. Let's go there a little bit. Oh, man, I, I agree 100%. I mean, besides <clears throat> besides the point of do something else, because if it's in your blood, it's there, and it's always going to be there. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I took a little hiatus from uh, from you for a couple years after, uh, mm-hmm. just to be honest with you, I got saved and um, found Christ as my Savior and uh, mm-hmm. trying to see what not well, my direction for my life was going to be, but what his direction for my life was going to be. And yeah. I wanted to make sure I devoted my attention to that. And uh, now what I always looked at um, as a career for me has turned into basically like a ministry, uh, getting to go oh, wow. and do things that um, that I used to do and say, man, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. for the rest of my life and provide for my family. <laughs> I got a new outlook on it mm-hmm. as uh, God's allowed me yeah. to make money to uh, share what he done in my life. And yeah. um, I can't get away from that. That's 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 me. <laughs> and people are like, "Man, will you sing country music?" Yes, I sure do. But I don't act like I used to act anymore either. <laughs> and yep. um, it took on a whole new persona for me. But man, um, the 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 things are. Yeah, there's a lot of places that I go that my family can't go with me. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there's things that I always try to keep someone with me at all times and, and this is this is crazy it's for to keep me accountable but also to to uh yep. save my guard save my testimony. I never go anywhere by myself anymore because Amen. I, I believe that I should have somebody to help hold me accountable. Not that my integrity I'm, I'm isn't there, there anymore. Not that my integrity's <laughs> not there and not that I don't trust, you know, the Holy Spirit and stuff to guide me, but also mm-hmm. um to have somebody go with me. You know, to some that extra mm-hmm. little help. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that and just you know things that cause like like what she said, the family sacrifices a lot. But when you look at mm-hmm. it, to be an artist and to be someone that does this for a living as a income, you do sacrifice a lot of birthdays. It's just like I was supposed to be in Norway this weekend. Well, this weekend was mm-hmm. my son's birthday. I was mm-hmm. I was going to miss his birthday, and uh, like I said, the blessing and the curse kind of thing. Yeah, I lost that gig. I lost the opportunity to go to Norway and enjoy my fans that fan base I have there. But also, mm-hmm. um, I got to be at home and have cake and ice cream with my son. You know what I'm saying? I was not going to get to do yeah. that. I mean, of course, we would have had yeah. a party when I got home too. Now we'd probably I'd yeah. probably have a spoon in my mouth right now talking to y'all saying, yeah, I'll eat birthday cake. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I got I got to be here for that. So, I mean, yeah. that what she said, it, it is true. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. And, and honestly, you can't play both sides of the fence, man. Uh, there's a lot of people, <laughs> people that, try. that try to you, – you try. But if you're committed, you've got to be committed – and you've also got to have people in your life that are just as committed to it as you are. And that's one thing yep. I will say, 100%, without a doubt, God blessed me with a wife 
that is 100% as committed to this as I am. And that That's makes awesome. it so much easier on me than it does on other people. Yeah. And you're talking about the taking someone with you always. I love that because there was there's a study that we, Sandy and I, have led in three different small groups mm-hmm. called Guard, Guardrails by Andy Stanley. And he yeah. talks about that. I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but you should look it up, Guardrails by Andy Stanley. It's a really great study. Oh, but yeah. it's about great. putting guardrails in your life and your marriage so that you – you because know, he said, like he said, a lot of people, they always ask him, how close can I get to the edge without sinning? And he's like, that's the wrong question you should be asking. He says, you should be asking, where do I need to draw the line further back? <laughs> and yeah. it's a really great it's a really great study because people try to come close to that line without and say, well, I, I'm not going to fall. But that that's when they fall. If you think you're not going to fall, that's when you'll fall. Exactly, man. Uh, it's like I call <laughs> like my wife's cousin. He gets to go with me sometimes, and he's actually mm-hmm. like when I was doing before when I was part of a duo called Buck and Duke. Um, he. Yeah. Uh, he actually was on the road doing security with us. I mean, because we, man, we, we had a lot of things going on as far as mm-hmm. we were full-time traveling all over the country, everywhere, opening for every main artist you could think of. Uh, had a couple deals in Nashville with Curb. Uh, had worked out with, uh, talked with some people at Sony. Had a publishing deal with mm-hmm. Sony. And were getting ready to sign mm-hmm. a contract. And uh, this mm-hmm. guy left and he got saved and I mean, we did all of that, but I take him with me now, and I don't call him my road manager. Mm-hmm. I call him my road packer. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> he kind of keeps me, you know, grounded and stuff. So we just uh-huh. kind of deal with that and go from there and just um, – you got to, man. I tell – you know, mm-hmm. not trying to preach or anything like that. I'm just going to say what I feel. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't realize when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them out by two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He sent them out by two. I mean, just so, I mean, think about that. Why did he do that? They had somebody there to help keep them accountable, man. So I yeah. think we all and need be that. The, and we to all be that example. That Whether you're a Christian or not, you need somebody in your life that's going to help you be accountable to things that, that you need to uh, to do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, How many times do you hear stories where people are like, oh, it just happened? No, it didn't, you know, I got to, and you know, and if they had them guardrails up, that wouldn't happen first off, but first and second, it didn't just happen because they probably made a hundred different decisions before they crossed that line. Yep. I agree 100%. It's just, just, they didn't have an accountability partner. Like you're saying, they can say, whoa, 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 you're moving a little too close here. Yep. That's, and uh, that's, that's I, good, I love, man. and we never know where our show's going to go. I love it when we go towards the God way because, again, we're hardcore Christians. We we're in. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. What we do, we do what we feel we're supposed to do. We listen to a lot of sermons mm-hmm. online. It's funny. Everybody's listening to everything online. I'm like, oh, we've been doing that for years because we've been going to two churches <laughs> a week, week, um, yeah. locally, and then listening to five to seven church sermons a week outside of that. So that was kind of like extra credit for us. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. So, so, um, 
since we talked about the sacrifices, now let's talk about what makes those sacrifices worth it. Let's go the other way. Um, t- yeah. Tell us some moments where you look back where you're like, wow, I got to do that. Yeah, man, going to Norway, I never in a million years would have thought I'd have got a phone call or a message from somebody that says, hey, man, we love you. Uh, what would it take to get you to Norway? <laughs> and I'm like, huh? <laughs> I thought it was a scam at first. <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> And then I looked into it, and another friend, artist of mine that I know actually went the year mm-hmm. before me, and I contacted him. He said, mm-hmm. man, they're great people. He said, if they contact you, oh, wow. they love you. And so I contacted them back. Wow. They worked everything out. I got on a plane, flew to Norway, had an amazing time, met some amazing people, seen some beautiful mm-hmm. countryside. I mean, it's, it's unreal. I, I know without music and without doing what we do, that would have never happened in my life. And I bench watched <coughs> yeah. and actually was booked to go <laughs> back uh, last week and didn't get to go because of everything. But... You know, just yeah. traveling, man, getting to see mm-hmm. see parts of the country that, you know, that mm-hmm. I never would get to see. Get to experience getting to yeah. meet people, man. Uh, writing songs with uh, people like Pat Alger in my past uh, oh, well. who wrote tons mm-hmm. and tons of Garth Brooks songs. Uh, getting to write <laughs> with uh, Aaron Barker who wrote songs for Clay Walker and George Strait and everybody else in the world. Um, just getting to be involved with these people and and them, them having appreciation for what I've been blessed to be able to do as well. For them not to say, yeah. well, listen to what i got to say, and you do it. Them actually listening to me and my ideas and going, I like that. Good yeah. job. And then going in the studio with people like uh, Dana Dana Williams, you know, that's been around and and mm-hmm. has done things that are, I mean, he was on stage when they inducted Merle Haggard into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Come on, man. How cool is that? <laughs> you know, people like yeah. that that have took interest. Um, yeah. A guy named Bob Safariti, when I was doing the duo Buck and Duke, a guy named Bob Safariti taking interest in us from Warner Brothers Records. And uh, people don't mm-hmm. know, he was he was pretty big in signing Randy Travis and uh, oh, wow. Travis Tritt. And he actually flew to Australia <laughs> and got this cat named Keith Urban and brought him to America. You know? <laughs> I mean, being <laughs> having people like that take interest in what we're doing, man, that's, yeah. that's just a cool a cool concept. And having people that I've got to meet over the years, like a man named Rick Swansburg and his son, Michael mm-hmm. Swansburg, that come in and started producing some of the Christian country stuff I was doing. Um, and then being introduced to a guy named Randy Smith that come on board with PLA mm-hmm. Records and released this single on me. So... <laughs> it's just getting to meet people that believe in you, man, I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say. People that <laughs> yeah. that your music and, and the things that, that you create touch them deep enough that they want to get involved with you. You know what I mean? And close yeah. friends of mine that have, have been there for me, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff like that, man, just traveling and I, just I, seeing and meeting and helping people. Just enjoying life. involved because with – Without doing what I do, you know, I get to do charity work to help raise money for mm-hmm. certain events and things like that. That That's mm-hmm. beyond what I – I can't go and write big checks, but I can go sing and help people. And people will show up and they'll write big checks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you're still contributing because if it weren't for you, they wouldn't be writing that check. Right. 
<laughs> but but if it wasn't for what I'm blessed to be able to do, I wouldn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, you're watching God work right before your eyes. Right, exactly. <laughs> and ain't it great that you can have a passion that God's blessed you to actually make a career out of too? Yeah, man. It's uh sometimes I want. I mean, just to be honest, I've wanted to quit in the past, and I, there's just <laughs> something about it that, like you said, it's that passion. He he placed something in me that desires to be a part of that, and I, I can't yeah. run from it, man. And even with the interviews, you know, the show, so many times I want the show to get bigger and bigger, and I get frustrated right. sometimes because, <clears throat> you know, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had pretty good sized people come on, like we've had Cassie we come on, Anna Christina Cash, mm-hmm. Carlene Carter, right. so we've had some really great people come on, and all artists are great. Right. I mean, I, we love. In fact, we all, sometimes we love the smaller artists before the bigger artists because the passion seems to really come out of them more because they're right. like yeah. in that hunt. You know, the ones that's already mm-hmm. made it, sometimes that passion ain't there as much. But the ones that are in that right. hunt, and, and, and we really love doing this. And, and it's amazing because 17 years ago when we first married, <clears throat> my whole idea was to be a motivational speaker. That was what I wanted to do. My wife, wow. she just wanted some way in music. And we've always been the type of people that when we got married, we, our agreement was whatever we did, we was going to build a legacy together. We'd, we'd find a way to make yeah. it together you know we did i didn't want to work outside of her and she didn't want to work outside of me we'd find a way to make it and so we've probably done over a hundred different business ideas that's failed through the years but but they've worked enough to keep us going through the years right and um mm-hmm. so they work a little bit then fail some failed and some work a little bit then fail and we so we kept failing and failing and the funny thing is here it is 17 years later almost like back october 5th will be 18 year anniversary but here it is almost 18 years later, and we found something in the Chris and Sandy show that we can combine me speaking and her love of music under one umbrella. And that's cool. And the cool thing that. about failing and the cool thing about falling is you've got to mm. learn how to fall to know how good it feels yep. to get back up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So... We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to play your song, Keep On Living, and then we'll come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Thank you. All right. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
like giving up, but I wouldn't. Every breath and every smile I held on. I got bruises and I've got scars and I can't show you where they are. But underneath, there still beats heart so strong. Such a powerful oh, song. Oh, yes. Great song. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Wish I could take credit for writing that one, but that's one of the ones that I actually recorded I didn't write. Uh, man named yeah. Gerald Crowd and <laughs> T.W. Hale actually uh-huh. wrote that one. So how did you get your hands on it? Um, Tell that story. Uh, my producer, Rick Swansburg, found that song and got it for me. And when he played it for me, I'm talking about right out of the gate, I fell in love with it. Um <laughs> and it was just amazing. I, just the first line, man. And I, I couldn't think of a better song for what's going on right now for people with a struggle everybody's going through, man. Or, you know, made it through yesterday, mm-hmm. and I thought I wouldn't. Felt like giving yeah. up, but I couldn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. oozes pos- <laughs> uh, possibilities and positivity. Yeah, definitely love that. Um one thing we like to do on the show is, you know, a lot of the fans, they see you, but they don't see the team. They don't see the PR company people. They don't see the managers, producers, none of that. And and right. I always like to give the artists a couple minutes to just talk about their team because I think that that's just oh. as important as the artists because without them, you can't do what you do. So tell, take a couple minutes and tell us who your team is that helps you be who you are. Oh, yeah, man. Um I work with a guy's name, Rick Swansburg and Michael Swansburg. They have a record label mm-hmm. in Nashville. It's part of the Daywind Music Group called Red Hen Records. 
I worked with them for a mm. long time. They're still producing my stuff. Uh, but this new single, they introduced me to a guy named Randy Smith, and he had just started a new label called PLA. And he come on mm. board. Uh, we went in studio, cut seven songs. And then, um, man, it's like the whole world shut down. It's because of the COVID. Well, the whole world did shut down. <laughs> it ain't like it did. It actually did. And uh, we, <laughs> I had recorded that song a few years ago, and Randy heard it. He said, well, mm-hmm. man, I'd just like to take that one and release it. And then Randy got oh, wow. in touch with a woman named Rachel Albertson that does social media. And then um, with uh, Nicole from you know, you guys know her and uh, Brickshore Media. Yeah, Brickshore. And, mm-hmm. and yes. Duke working with them, them coming on board, they've been a blessing. Um, I got a guy named Jeff Hill, very close friend of mine. He has been there since day one and has just, he, he said, I feel like God put me in your life to help you with things you need help with. And, and he's been a <laughs> huge blessing. Uh, my best friend all the way through high school, um, Jerry Hartline, he's he's been a, a big supporter and blessing of what we're doing and um man just yeah. so many different people don't realize it. and getting on board with Dana, Dana Williams. Well, I mean Dana come in and just started producing this new stuff. We're still kinda of fresh and he hasn't got to get it and really, you know, turn loose with it yet. But, you know, just man, there's so many yeah. other people in the corner and, you know, radio people. Honestly, people like you guys that want to take the time to talk to us to help us get what we're mm-hmm. doing out there, well, we we can't do that without you guys. And it's just, yeah. man, it's all, it takes what we do for you guys to do what you do, and it takes what you do for me to do what I do. You know, it, 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 it ain't works like that. And and it's, it's, a, it's a family, and we're all part of the same wheel, and we're only as strong as the weakest folk to help it turn, man. So... Yep. So tell us, um, I can tell you're a big family man, so tell us a wife story, a spouse story, where your wife went above and beyond, and you were like, wow, she really gets, this is my passion and my purpose with the music. Yeah. Man, I, dude, there's so many, it's hard to pick (laughs) just one. I mean, it's just every day, every day, you know, standing behind what Uh I do that man mm-hmm. um uh, she she helps keep me grounded on things like i'll play her play her a new song or something if it's good she mm-hmm. lets me know it's good if, if it's not she says i don't like it <laughs> she's, she's very <laughs> honest and i mean well that's good. and you need people like that you know what i'm saying yeah. but as far as just <clears throat> her sit the one thing i told you guys she's an rn you know mm-hmm. she's been in school she's got a business management degree she's an rn She's actually getting ready to go back for her nurse practitioner. Um, but when I told you guys I was working with Curb Records, if you needed something real big that showed how much she believed in what I do, this is the mm. biggest thing I could think of. Right yeah. before we were getting ready to do the showcase and everything was going on with Curb Records at this time, uh, she got accepted into the nursing program. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, for people out there that don't understand what the nursing program really is all about, it's a, it's a you got to be dedicated to it like you are anything because it, it, it takes over your whole life. It's intense. And I'll tell you what happened, man. She just got accepted into this program. I had all this going on with uh, Nashville and the record labels and stuff, and she did not take 
the opportunity. She did not fill that spot. She said, I believe in what you're doing. And she turned down an opportunity to start a nursing program to allow me to go Mm -hmm. do what I do. And it's come full circle, and thank God, you know, she's been able to go back to school, achieve her goal. But there was a few years, and when I say a few years, there was probably about eight years in between that time frame where she gave up a spot into a nursing program to allow me to do Mm -hmm. what I do. And wow. she didn't. She didn't get to do it. She actually. That's when she got her business management degree. She went in and got that huh. to keep continue going to school. But it wasn't what she wanted uh-huh. to do. But she sat. She yeah. made that sacrifice for me to allow me to do this. So that, honest to God, that's the biggest thing she's ever done. And it's a. That's a big so one too. Shows how selfless she is, man. That is really awesome. I love stories like that. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I, know, I love the family ones. And as I always say, we're a family affairs show. And we kind of have a yeah. third co-host, our little eight-year-old. We let him come on and always ask one question of each <laughs> artist. So, right. so Sandy, and we've got a 16-month-old little daughter. When she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in, too. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> So Sandy's going to get him on real quick. Okay, here he is. Here's Christopher. All right, Christopher. Hi, Michael. What's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? That's so easy. I am a steak man. I love a good (laughs) steak. What's your favorite food? Pizza. I like pizza, too. (laughs) I guess, are you a Ninja Turtle fan? Little Christopher. I guess. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so you're a Ninja Turtle fan. <laughs> He's going to be. That's funny. I think he got a little nervous yeah. there because usually, you know, it goes a certain way. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. he was asked uh, a different question than he's usually asked. <laughs> well, Right. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's, that is funny. Oh, well, wow. with him liking yeah. pizza, I figured I figured he may like the Ninja Turtles too, so I took a shot. Because he, <laughs> you know, Sandy, he asked if he liked the Ninja if he's a Ninja Turtle fan, and that's when he went speechless. Oh, that's right. He is. He watches Nick all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I just put him and pizza and cartoons and everything together, and I figured he may. I know my kids yeah. like them. <laughs> Oh, yes, he definitely is. (laughs) So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Wow, dead or alive? Yeah. In fact, you can even pick one of each if you want. Okay. I'm going to throw something out there for you. Someone dead. Uh, If I could do a co-write with someone dead, I'd want to write with King David. Look at all the psalms. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Sit down yes. and, and hear, and because when you when you co-write with somebody, you bounce ideas off of each other. And I would yeah. have to sit mm-hmm. down with him and say, oh, well, how did you write <laughs> this song? What what brought that what brought that idea up? And he gets to tell me some <laughs> awesome story about how he either let God down and do what he's supposed to or found and gave God glory and some victory. And I'd get to firsthand do that. So I'd say, if I was going to write with someone who had already passed away, I mean, look at the book of Psalms and all the songs and that, I'd say King David. Mm-hmm. I think that, that would, that would be, be awesome. cool. 
Um, and someone, um, let's say someone alive today that I would like to write with, um, honestly, Garth Brooks. I think I've, I've, that would I mean, be cool I've, 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 uh, I've written songs with Pat Alger, so I've already got that contact mm. with him and I already kind of know his yeah. writing style. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've, I've got his writing mm-hmm. style down because I've written with someone who's written multiple songs with him. And, now, is uh, he the I one think, that's from Tybee Island, Georgia? Yep, he sure is. Yep. LaGrange. Yeah, or he, so, so, LaGrange. I, I, yeah, I yep. love his, yeah. his story, where the, the one where where he was um, at one of the showcases or whatever it was in Nashville, and Garth came up to him, and nobody knew who Garth was. And heard that first song, and said, "Oh and no, him, that was uh, Tony gonna... Arada." Oh, okay, that was Tony. That's, I got oh, okay. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, so that, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's from Tybee. Um, I couldn't remember the name. Okay. That's why I was like, "Who's the name?" Name. Yeah, that's but Tony. I love the, the story. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, dance. That. I love that mm-hmm. story yeah. behind that song because you know of where he was singing it and Garth came up to him and nobody knows who this guy is. And Garth tells right. him, I'm here to be signed. And when I do, I want to cut that song. I want that to be my first. I mean, can you imagine that songwriter, what he was thinking? Cause you know, of course he's probably heard that over and over and over. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so can you imagine that? And then it, and, and then the rest is history. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's and but Pat is Pat Alger, which wrote a bunch. He is actually from Lagrange, so he's a okay. Georgia boy oh, okay. too. <laughs> so so Garcia's got a couple of Georgia people on his roster thing. Might as well get another <laughs> one, man. I'm all game. Oh, right. there, there you go. Holler at the boy. Add another. Holler at the boy. Let's make that happen. Yep. Yeah. I'm in all different parts of Georgia here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So is there a song out there that you've heard and you thought to yourself, wow, I wish I wrote that? A bunch of them. A bunch of them. <laughs> um, as far as, um, man, that's kind of... Or like, why did I think of that? Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know. Right off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, there a lot there's of good a... Uh, for, for what we got going on today and for how everybody's feeling uh, as far as this mm-hmm. pandemic and stuff, how it's got everybody thinking in their mindset. The Crab family had a song called You Can't Do That Anymore. And uh, it uh-huh. kind of puts things in perspective. And it's a great song. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there is listening, pull that up because it's uh, it's not the typical gospel song. It's a very straight line country song to me. And it's called You Can't Do That Anymore. And it's a powerful, powerful song. And for what we're looking at in America today, that song right there tells a killer story, and I wish I had yeah. wrote it. Mm-hmm. And of course, so you know, the, are... the I guess, uh, Amazing Grace. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> something true. everybody yeah, that's pretty much knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, who are a couple um, artists that people should know? Their names who are up and coming that you that you know. Oh man, good question. Um, there's a couple man that are that are kind of 
I got one that I'm writing with right now, and uh, mm-hmm. his name is Lucas Smith, and he's oh, wow. 19 years old. And with, uh, I'd say, in about two more years, when he gets about 21, mm-hmm. 22, I think he could be one of the best singer-songwriters around. Oh, wow. Um, I'd, I'd really be looking at him. Um, there's there's another kid I can't. It's that uh, I can't remember what the name of the group is, mm-hmm. but Lucas Smith is definitely one. Uh, there's a girl named T.K. Brown out of Texas. She's a uh, kind of a Christian country artist. She's very very talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another little girl. She's like 14 mm-hmm. years. No, 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 no. She is 12. She is 12 years old. Her oh, name well. is Isabella oh, well. Hartline. Isabella Hartline, I'm telling you, in the next, uh, like I said, she's only 12, so she's got, in five years, she'll be 17. <laughs> if she stays with it, you're talking about a powerhouse, yeah. she's going to be good. So I'd say, oh, wow. I'd say them three uh, oh, from people I've met awesome. and people coming up in it, uh, mm-hmm. definitely them. So That is, I love that. In fact, that was a question recommended to us not long ago, and I kind of liked that question, so I threw it in. <laughs> you know, so that's a good question, you yeah. know, because, of course, up-and-coming artists know up-and-coming artists. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and, um, and so, there's um, another guy. He's uh-huh. from Georgia. You might, uh, okay. He was on The Voice not too long ago, a few years ago, I think. Two years ago, mm-hmm. a year ago, something like that. A guy named Dalton Dover from up in this area. He did really good oh, wow. too. So uh, he he's somebody else that people might can check out. Um, there's yeah, a ton of cool. talent. Man, there's there's oh, yeah. more people out here with talent that, that you don't hear on the radio and that you may never yep. hear on the radio. That if you heard them, you'd be like, "Well, ain't they on the radio?" <laughs> so that's why we do. That's um, why we do what we do. Yeah, yeah man. There's there's a couple people do. definitely that uh. We can we can turn you on to for sure. Um, but like I said, I, so, um, I'd run with Lucas, Lucas and Isabella and Dalton and TK. That's definitely some people that uh that, is, that definitely that, awesome. that are young <laughs> that are young enough to you know they're so good at this age. By the time they get a couple years and a couple of years experience under them and they mature musically, they're going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no doubt about yeah. it. So if um, I'm about to ask a question, I have a purpose for the way I ask it, and I will say the purpose okay. after I ask it. But if you okay. had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it kind of in that way is this past February made five years that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer yeah. back then is how she's living right now. I mean almost to the T. You couldn't get no more perfect answer that she gave us on where she wanted to be in five years to how she's living right now. So if all bets were off and it would come true, where do you want to be in five years? On the Grand Ole Opry, bro. That's, that's a <laughs> there you no-brainer go. for me. That's a, that's a dream I've had almost mm-hmm. all my life. Uh, I've had people offer me tickets. It's kind of a weird thing. I've had people offer me tickets to the Opry to go. Mm-hmm. I've had opportunities to sing on shows that wasn't part of the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> like they rented mm-hmm. out the Opera House and did certain like award shows and uh, oh, wow. tribute things. I've had opportunities to actually go sing at them places, and I have not one time. But you want to walk in that been. circle. 
further. I want to walk into the front, and this is what I tell everybody that I, that asks me this question or asks mm-hmm. me about the offer. I want my first time to experience it to be the first time I ever step on stage. And like I said, I've had I've I've had free tickets. I've had people try to get me to come sing shows there. They wouldn't associate it with the opera, and I and I yeah. turned and I turned them down. Oh wow! Because I want my you want that experience. first one to be special. I want it to be special, man. And if I had a magic wand in five years, I'd want to be I, I'd want to be there in five minutes if I could, because I, <laughs> I've waited on it so long, man. And that's <clears throat> That's my ultimate wave of magic wand where you want to be. <laughs> I want to have a career, have a career mm-hmm. that allows me to when I want to go sing there, I can go. Yeah, I love that. Love you don't that, have to have that. a lot of number ones to be able to do that. You don't yeah. have to have a lot of record sales to do that. It, it ain't just that. I mean, because I get to make a living playing music now. Yes, mm-hmm. it could be a lot bigger, and I would welcome that. But I want the type of career that if I want to go sing on the Grand Ole Opry, I can go do it. Love, 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 love that. Love that's that's one of the best answers I think we've gotten on that. Now let's say you had a. We got two more questions for you, and we'll let you get back to your family. Um, let's say okay. you've got a friend of yours, and let's say that you've heard him or her sing. And they've got something special. You can do it. It's like the four that you just um, talked about. They, this right. person's got something special, and you you see it. And now this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's say yeah. that they've played maybe twenty or thirty shows, and they're still getting their feet wet on that side of the music business. But they've gotten on stage, right. and they've gotten what every artist says that stage bug, where they look over the crowd, the crowd's cheering, and they just know they're in the right place. They come to you and they say, right. Michael. I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give them to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, that I give it when people do ask me that. The advice I give them is: if you can't feel it, they won't feel it. If you can't feel every time you step on that stage, if you can't feel what you're doing, if it's if it's not moving you, it's not going to move them. <coughs> Always approach it. Always approach it with the fact of I want to feel what I'm doing. Yeah. And as long as you can feel it and you believe in it, the crowd's going to. Because if you walk up on that stage and you're in a bad mood and you don't want to be there, they're going to read off of that. And they're not going to want to be there anymore. So as long as you can always give it your all and love what you're doing, it that's that's my advice. It's like George Strait said in that movie Pure Country. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, sometimes I feel like a dancing chicken. He feels like he's yeah. up on stage and they're just turning the heat up on him and he's having to perform. Well, I've been there yeah. before too, but if you go in with the mentality that you don't want to be there, you're not gonna you're not it's it's gonna be for nothing. So if you can't yeah. feel it, they won't feel it. Always be able to feel what you're doing and be be emotionally attached to it in a good way. And I love that answer because I, I remember I was talking with a friend of mine, and now this is with public speaking, so it's kind of the same because you're all both using your mouth yeah. and voice to move people. Right. I remember asking a friend of mine, 
who speaks in front of ten plus thousand people at a time? Uh, does he does he get nervous still? And mm-hmm. he 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 said the day he doesn't get butterflies is the day he quits. I one hundred percent agree with that, man. I feel that too. Because he said that if you don't get butterflies, he says, I've got that crowd um, that i got to move. He says, if I can't feel it and I don't have a little bit of nervousness with me, with the responsibility that's on my hands when I get on that stage, if I don't feel that responsibility, I don't need to be there. Right. That, that's <clears> good, man. That's true. That goes right <laughs> along with it, man. Yeah, that's what made me think about that when you said your answer. Ooh, that kind of reminds me of that. Okay, as we come down to the last question here, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> honestly, my my mind went blank on that um, because <laughs> don't honestly, worry. you Other guys have let too. me say what I wanted to say and have asked all the right questions, in my opinion. So you guys have got it down and, to an art where I don't expect y'all to do anything. <laughs> y'all, y'all and, wrong. And you know, <laughs> I, I can't we've got it down uh, like that. Be- what's funny is we've got it down like that because of that question. We've asked that question yeah. to probably a hundred different a hundred different artists, and. Sometimes the question, sometimes the answer they give us are like, "Ooh, I like that that one." Like, like, like the um, the question I asked you earlier about the what other artists are out there that you like. Um, that was somebody said. I I wish hosts would ask us about artists we personally know too, so that we all can help. Well, you know what? I I agree with that because y'all are the only people that have ever asked me that. Uh, so honestly, that that's a good question. I, I'll I'll mark with that one because that you're the first people have ever asked me who's some new artists up and coming people may not know, and that that's a great question. Well, we appreciate it. I tell everybody how they can reach you as we end this. Oh man, you can find me on all social media platforms. Look up Michael Lee Tunes, T U N E S, Michael Lee Tunes. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, YouTube. We're about to start doing some videos on YouTube, so go to that channel and subscribe to that. Oh, that's if you don't awesome. mind, Michael Lee Tunes. You can look me up at MichaelLeeTunes.com. Everything's the same. Uh, visit my website. You know, pull, you know, make sure you go to iTunes and Spotify. All of my stuff's on there. You can listen to it. I've got a... Uh, Christian country album on there called Tattoos and also this brand new thing on Living. It's on there as well. Um, I think that's about it, man. Just check out all of that and uh, go. I mean, right now we're not getting to do a lot of shows. If you feel like you want to support us, the best way you can do that is download our music. You know, um, we that's, that's one thing that keeps us all going right now uh, because we're, unfortunately we're not getting to go out and do shows. And yeah, that's uh that that would be a bigger help than anything. Love that. And as we come to a close here, we really enjoyed having you, and we look forward to mm-hmm. when you come back down the road. Awesome. I'd love to come back anytime you guys will have me. And if I'm down in Savannah, <laughs> um, I'll Just definitely – maybe we can hook up, and I'll buy you at Diet Coke. Hi. There you go. Hi. Right. We'll yeah. talk real soon. All right, man. Thank you.
Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.